My name is Ricky Mena, and uh, most people know me as Spider-Man. I started an organization called Heart of a Hero, mm -hmm. where I visit kids who are terminally ill, battling life-threatening illness, special needs, homeless, fostered, all around the world as Spider-Man. And uh, we just go to bring kids inspiration, um, tons of toys, laughter, and joy in moments that could be, uh, that are most likely the most difficult moments in their lives, if not their final moments in their lives. Last year, uh, 2017, uh, a child named Zamora Moon passed away. And, and then two weeks later, after her, uh, Daryl Akins passed away. I named these two specific children because for the first time ever, without a Spider-Man suit on, I held two kids as they passed away in my arms. After those two kids passed away in the same month, three other children I was extremely close to passed away, so five in one month. A day after the last child passed away was July 26th. I started experiencing debilitating anxiety. After going to the doctor and seeing mental professionals, health professionals, um, I was diagnosed with PTSD, general, uh, general anxiety disorder, and depression. It came out of nowhere. I walked in the name of God for three and a half years with no fear. And all of a sudden, here I was. And what happened was I couldn't leave my house. I had to take a month off from being Spider-Man. As a matter of fact, it, within that month, I didn't know if I was going to be able to do this. Here's a guy who traveled the whole world, four kids, was speaking on large stages, wasn't afraid of crowds. All of a sudden, I couldn't handle one-on-one -on -one conversation with the closest of friends without nearly passing out. I didn't know where to go. I, I prayed to God. And, you know, in those moments, I, I was in this very house here um, with my head buried in the pillow, screaming to God with tears, asking him what was going on, why, why me? A friend, Dustin of mine, Dustin and Taryn Kelly, um, who go to Northgate uh, Church in Benicia, you know, they, he contacted me and wanted me to go to church, and I, I was like, oh, I'm kind of afraid, there's a lot of people there, I'm in a room, I don't want to deal with that, I'm going through this, I'm not the same person, Dustin. And he was like, I totally understand, I understand. So we put it off for a couple weeks, and then one morning he just showed up. He, he basically, like, took me hostage <laughs> to go to Northgate. And I went to my first service, and I'm out in public, and I was so scared that I was so lightheaded and nervous. I thought I was going to pass out right there in church as, you know, Ken was giving his sermon and, and all this stuff. But the music really just, like, spoke to me. The overwhelming sensation of God that I felt that I had lost because this mission got so serious, um, that I was so close to death and like the negativity and the sadness that I lost that overwhelming sensation of goodness in God. Even though it was still there, I just couldn't feel it. And when I went to church that day, I felt it again. It's rejuvenated me as a human being underneath the suit to find the strength again through God and through the community at Northgate, it's literally like, has been the biggest part of my survival. And now I know that I can continue to do it with the community at Northgate, with God, with Jesus, my wife. All right, well that was a great start to this story. It was awesome. It was awesome. And Justin's even here today, I see you. Um, man, I'm so glad that you're here with us today, uh, and um, my name is Larry, one of the pastors here. We have uh, a special guest, it's going to be Spider-Man, I'm going to give you a fair warning right now for the moms and dads here. 
He is going to take his mask off just in here, so I don't want to ruin any dreams. Um, <laughs> even though I know Peter Parker is like a normal guy too, but uh, afterwards he's going to be out to take pictures and uh, do fun stuff like that. We have been um, going through the series called Believe. There's a book. If this is one of your first times with us, we would love for you to have this. We're giving them away at the new friends desk as you walk out. You can catch up, um, and this is just a great resource to have. So good. Like I said, we want to give it to you. We just want to be generous um, if you've never gotten one of these. We've been talking about what we believe in and um, who is God, what is salvation, um, the Trinity, etc. Some like really thick, big things that a lot of times we you know, uh, haven't really looked and dove into those types of topics, how much is that wrapped in tradition or just the way we were raised or just what we think, but like digging into God's word saying, what is this that I believe in? Um, And then we went through this season where we talked about, well, if this is what I believe in, then then how do I act or how do I behave? And so we spent some time looking at prayer and worship and the church, et cetera, and like my behaviors. Now we're kind of wrapping this thing up and putting a really beautiful bow on it. Um, as we're talking about, well, this is what I believe, this is how I act or behave, then who am I becoming? What are some virtues that come out of that? And we've been going through this conversation about when we, when we abide in the Holy Spirit, that there's really gifts and some things that come out of us. And today's um, topic is kindness. Kindness. Um, I love this definition for kindness. Kindness is loaning someone else your strength without reminding them of their weakness. Yeah. Kindness is seeing someone else that needs some strength and loaning them a bit of yours without reminding them of the situation and circumstance they're in and just being kind in that moment. I'm actually going to ask you to be kind with me right now. I have pneumonia. I'm getting over it. So I'm going to sit down. I'm going to take a nap while we listen um, (laughs) to uh, Ricky. Um, and uh, I'm just excited. We're going to unpack some of this. This is an organic conversation just to see another person that's like me and you, except wear spandex, um, and, uh, and just learn how to live and to love and to be kind to people. So would you please give a warm welcome to Spider-Man? You got to do like the... There you go. Yeah. I can't do that. I didn't stretch. <laughs> Dude, thanks for being here, buddy. Here you go. All right. Well, here. Have a seat. There you go. Take it off. It's me. Yeah, it's the real person. Yeah. Awesome. Man, I'm so glad to have you here today and just to share this. I love um, that we just got to hear just a little bit of your story. I know we have a longer version one on our stories page. Um, but just even this last year, kind of what you've gone through and the things, we're going to unpack some of those things um, that have happened to you. But I really love um, how you're an example of how you get to walk into a scene, in all reality, a situation, a season of someone's life, right. and get to be someone that gets to loan just a little bit of your strength, you know, with your armor on, yeah, and um, not remind them of the state that they're in. The right. weakness they may feel, you know, the whys that they're going through. Right. I think the most powerful thing about what I do, and um, four years ago this journey started, and I never thought in a million years that I would see over 10,400 kids yeah. around the world with this journey, but I have, and um, yeah. by the grace of God. Yeah. And, uh, but the one, the one most powerful thing that I've... Uh, learned is that 
you don't go into a room and treat someone based on what they were diagnosed with. Mm. Um, you don't go into a room and feel sorry for someone who maybe is feeling uh, that they don't want your sympathy. They want your empathy. And there's a big difference. Cool. And so um, how can you truly lend someone strength if you're just coming down to their level as far as like when they feel they're at their weakest? So I'm just a distraction at first, really. I mean, especially walking in as Spider-Man, like, come on, you know, for kids that like, you know, are like, oh, my gosh, it's really him. So for a second, we're talking about Mary Jane and swinging webs and fighting villains. And then and then it kind of gets into their villains and what their villains are. And then and then. They open up. Yeah. And it's just a beautiful thing to hear like five year olds, six year olds open up and be totally like philosophical um, with their imagination totally intact because there are no bounds to what they can achieve. I love that. And so that's what God wants us to believe too for ourselves. Yeah. So, how many different um, Spider Man outfits do you have? Oh boy. Okay, so I started with the first one. You know, the movie just keeps... This is the one. This is the one this that is you've one done of, the most visits in. This is the one I've done the most visits in. I went to London in this one and this one's just easy to wear cuz there's no like paint on it and stuff. I have like yeah. 3D suits that are over $1000 like that look just so real, you know. That one looks real easy to wear, yeah. Yeah, it's easier to wear. <clears throat> <laughs> As he feeds me snacks in the back. <laughs> but, uh, no, it's, uh, I have, so the first suit was about, uh, I want to say it was $1,400 for the first suit that I ever got because my mistake was buying the, the movie quality suit. And then I realized after a couple months, like, okay, it, it degrades quick yeah. because of the quality and how much I'm using it. And I didn't expect to use it that much. So, but now, and I was blessed to even have that one suit because we had, yeah. I had no money. Yeah. And then God brought it forth to where like, he just kept going, you're going to do this. You're going to do this by another suit. And then I was five to seven days a week was being Spider-Man. So suit after suit, I think I have about, including my wife's, I, we have about 13 to 14 suits. Uh, now. I kind of want to see your closet just to be honest. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Which one today? Hey, listen, I don't keep them in the closet because if a burglar comes, then he's going to know I'm Spider-Man. So I keep them in, in the drawers. <laughs> Ooh, oh, sneaky. I like that. All right. So, <laughs> I mean, you're doing stuff that just the most of us can't imagine. I mean, just in reality. And, right. um, you know, we've talked about this a little bit. Realistically, your suit for yourself is armor, and you get to wear a mask, which is armor too, because... You can pray for you. Kids can't see your emotions if there's, you know, shock involved, all the other stuff. And you just get to be there and love these kids. But it has um, taken a tremendous tax on your mental, emotional, spiritual, all that, that state. Uh, why, why the heck do you do that? I have one word. It's, it's God. And, um, you so know, break we... that down a little bit for, for me, just because. We can say that cliche like, hey, man, it's God. And we're like, I really wish I could understand what you mean by that. Let me tell you guys, uh, I've been told that, you know, social media is a crazy place. Our world's a crazy place. And my heart's always been in the right place with this journey. And as soon as it kind of blew up on social media, I had people telling me, and it was my biggest fear at the time. At first it was people saying, you're doing this for the fame. You're doing this to get recognition, to be known as someone who's doing good in the world. And there are people out there like that, but I'm not one of them. 
So that's why it hurt when it first came. But God just pushed me through that. And uh, me, God, and the children knew who it was for. And so the most powerful moments happen when you're like 12 inches away from a child who's passing away but believes that their hero's with them. And so my why is God. Because God is the one that got me up to even do this. He's the one that put this in my lap. He's the one that's supplied the resources to continue it. Yeah. He supplied, that includes strength, not just money and uh, people. It's my own strength, my own confidence. And then, uh, you know, after I held two children last year who uh, they passed away uh, in my arms, uh, two weeks apart from each other, and one of them was uh, a dear, dear friend of mine that I met through this journey. And uh, he was supposed to go to the NFL and like he had his own dreams. And the day before he passed away, like he, he was so angry that his life was over because he had such this lust for life. This young kid and he was 18 years old and he like he cursed God the day before. And uh, but he was super faithful. So the next day he just wanted his old buddy Ricky there. And I held him when he passed away. And um, looking in the eyes of someone who's passing away, not just someone, but someone you love with your whole heart, and I prayed a million times to trade positions with him, wow. and um, God doesn't work like that, but uh, he passed away, and I went into a dark moment, and there was, you know, I felt like I didn't, I, I don't think, I know now in hindsight that God didn't leave me, and at the time I thought he did, but I actually lost a little faith and walked, tried walking away from him, yeah. but there he was next to me the entire time when I was crying in my pillow, because he knew that I'd stand on this stage one day. Wow, that's and great. So, yeah. so you're kind of you're pulling back the curtain a little bit about what this has done to you um, and kind of how you dealt with that. And I think that's actually a really important thing for us just to have a conversation about. Um, and you know this, this too, this month is, you know, Suicide Prevention and Awareness Month this last week was. There are so many of us that are attached to someone that um, is going through something much deeper and more difficult than we understand. Yeah. Um, and um, we don't want to let, you know, this story about um, your invitation here. I lo- I, the reason I love that is because <laughs> it wasn't just an invitation. It, I love how you say it. he showed up at your door and kidnapped you. I mean, I don't know if Dusty's here. He, he is comes. here right now. Yeah, is he here? He is here. Dusty, yeah. where are you? He's pointing at you. There he is. Yeah. So I want to let you guys know when he showed up. When Dusty showed up, he was like in some kind of snow hat. Did he at least bring you like a donut and like UGG boots or something? I don't know. <laughs> Taryn's boots and like no. And I was like, you're not even dressed for church, like. What kind of church are you bringing me to? What kind of church is this? I thought he was gonna pull me aside and beat me up. <laughs> No, but but, see, uh, but 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 why I love this is because um, he didn't let you float away on an island. He didn't right. tell you that it's not okay that you're not okay. Right. You know, and how often do we start telling everybody like, yeah, you know, just pray it away, or it's you know, it's it's not okay for you to act like that. You just need to get your own strength. You need to you know, no. bootstraps up the next day. He didn't let you float away on an island. Right. And that to me in that moment too was also uh, right. a value of kindness. He was lending you some of his strength and not reminding you of your weakness and saying, you're going to come with me and you're going to be safe. Exactly. And the, and the whole thing is like, you know, I, I truly believe this. God sent Dusty back into my life again because we were good friends years and years and years ago. And it's at a different time when we were two different people, uh, just young and dumb. <laughs> 
And, uh, but, you know, he got married and we kind of like, I did my thing in music and we went our own way in life. We always kept in contact, you know, said hi here and there on social media, but, um, God, you know, God will use people just like he's using me. Um, and he has a, he has a, a gift for everyone. And I think Dusty's gift was to help me and to be kind and open hearted and, and just not look at me for what. I believe that I was at that time. Sure. You know, it's like, oh, I got to be this strong person because I had over like 150,000 people per day, like, you know, looking upon me for inspiration because I've seen so many kids and I'm this pillar of strength and this symbol, right? And I became this. And and the whole time I'm doing that, right? I'm like on social media, giving it to God though. Like people are congratulating me, but I'm like, please don't. Right. Don't create. I'm not that. I'm not, I'm not, you know... It's God, yeah. and it's for the children. Yeah. And so, so do you I, feel like? Do you feel like it's, it's having gone through what you're going through and giving some of yourself? I mean, when you're really kind to people, or when you're loving to people. I mean, we've been learning this over the last couple weeks that it's really giving ourselves away. Is it? Is it worth it? Has it been worth it to you? And what kind of keeps you going? And in, in the same sense, I know that even today was really difficult with just some anxiety of like. I haven't sat in front of people and talked in a long time. Well, we had lunch the other day, and I was more nervous for that, oddly enough. And it's weird because restaurants and Target uh, <laughs> bring out my PTSD. So I got diagnosed with PTSD and anxiety and, and all that. Well, maybe it's because you're a Broncos fan. I don't yeah. know. But it's like weird that we play today <laughs> all days. But uh, no. I'm being kind right now. Uh, I lost track. What was the question? I'm sorry. What was the question? Is it worth it? I mean, is it worth it? Um, I mean, because you're you're just you're you're walking into this stuff. I mean, you're you're constantly sitting there in front of family and parents, and you know you're watching them ask questions. Why? And there's not a good answer. You know that we know this, and and you're you're sitting there loving these kids in this in these moments. Yeah, uh, you know, is it worth it? Is like a personal question for me, right? And it's like I'm just a vessel. You know what I'm saying? And that's all I've seen myself as. I know I have a special calling on my life, and that drives me to do it. Is it worth it? When I had my face down in the pillow, crying to God by myself, when the rest of the world didn't know what was going on, and I couldn't even walk outside the house, and I really thought I was never, ever going to be able to do this anymore, never experienced mental illness in my life or lack of confidence ever, and all of a sudden, it hit me. It was at my door. At that moment, I, I really did ask God why. I did. And I think there, there are times where it's okay to question God. Yes, there is. Yes. Because. He's big enough to take it, by the he's way. He's big enough to take it. But you questioning God rather than just shunning him lets God know that you want an answer. And you want that answer because you don't want this to be over. And so the most powerful thing that I did was I went out and I told, <laughs> I'm crazy. I didn't just go tell like my mom or my dad or I went on Facebook live and told the world that I have depression, I think, and all this stuff. And I broke down and I told people I needed a month off. And that's when Dusty and, you know, it allowed, it allowed me to put up this flare, like help. Yeah. And it came. And, um, 
via God. And he answered every prayer. And a year ago today, I was, there's no way I thought I'd be right here right now, comfortable as I am right now. And here I am. And here I am. Um, I want to get into just some of the the stories that I've heard you tell. And, you know, I think it's good for us all to hear. But so you got to be a part of... uh, a scene where um, Make-A-Wish showed up while you were doing one of your visits. Tell us a little bit about that. So there was this little boy named Smiling Ryland. He was in UCSF San Francisco uh, battling cancer, pediatric cancer. And uh, Make-A-Wish came along and said, you know, hey, like, pick your top three things that you want to do. Like, and he was like, he looked at everybody kind of puzzled, and we all were waiting what he was going to say because this, this kid was a character. And he said, well, I don't need three wishes. Like, I got one. And I don't know if it's okay to ask, though. And Well, and plus, it, they were like, well, don't you want Disneyland? Yeah, they were pushing <laughs> Disney World, and, you know, that's like the Make-A-Wish like, kind of... have to do that? You know what I'm saying? Like, everybody goes Disney World, <laughs> like, <laughs> across the United States, you know what I mean? But, like, and a lot of kids do that, but he was just like, you know, I, the, what I want is different. And so, basically, he said, well, I don't know if you guys are going to be able to get it. And we were like, dang, what, does he want a tank? Or... <laughs> So he goes... Now I'm really interested. Yeah, so I was like, behind my mask, like... Mm. And so he's all, uh, can I get a babysitter for my wish? And so we were like, why do you want a babysitter? And he was like, well, I just want mom and dad to be normal again. He wanted his mom and dad to go on a date. He was five years old at the time and had been battling his whole life. He knew the hospital was his life. And... Um, all right, we're done. Don't even talk no more. <laughs> So that's, that's, the, that's the kind of spirit these kids have. And uh, unfortunately, um, probably one of the most powerful pictures that I've ever posted online. And with, of course, with the parents' blessings, uh, I carried his casket after that. So, um, yeah. Wow. Yeah. So it's just, you know, we try to hold on to the good times. So He's in a better place. You, you have quite a few stories, actually, where... Um, you're, you're watching scenes unveil, and kids are, they're like actually okay, and they're good, and it's us that aren't okay from, from scenes where kids are um, saying, like, I'm excited about me and Jesus in heaven. I just want people to stop stabbing me and poking me and, you know, doing these things. And also, yeah. um, you have some really beautiful stories about where, where kids have talked about how they've met Jesus. Yeah, so there's a specific uh, brain cancer called DIPG which it's a terminal diagnosis, it's 0% survival rate, affects children mainly from 5 to 9 years old. 8 to 12 month expectancy from diagnosis. Um, I've met a lot of kids uh, that get diagnosed with that. And the interesting thing that you're, uh, the point that you're bringing up is that usually, whether it's a few days before death or like in the beginning of the journey when the parents are really trying to just... The, ki- the kids They're are like, grasp this whole the thing. kids are like, well, I get to go to heaven, so what's so bad about that? Like, <laughs> screw Disney World, I want to go there, you know? I want to visit Jesus, we just got to, you know, <laughs> you know, my man Chewy. But, uh, but uh, so, so no, so, so, so the kids are like, not really, they don't, I don't think they... It's not that they don't grasp it. It's just that they're so beautiful in, the, in their existence of, like, their imagination and their belief and their faith is just, you cannot break that. Faith like a child, for sure. And so, but the parents are broken 
And so many parents, many parents, over six or seven stories of parents going, a few days after diagnosis, uh, for, for example, Angel in Sacramento I visited just a month ago who got this diagnosis. And his parents, while I was there, said, he came into our room. He heard us crying. He heard us arguing. What are we going to do? They're freaking out. They're going to lose their child. Nothing in the world can save them. And uh, the, the, they don't even go to church. None of that. And the boy comes in. Angel comes in and goes, first of all, I want to start going to church. Number two, uh, why are you guys crying? You know, Jesus came to me and told me it's going to be okay. And they're like, you literally saw Jesus. Yes. And it's like. Like with kids too, you said too. Yeah. Well, there was one instance with this little boy, Charlie. I wear his uh, wristband right here. And this, he passed away in, uh, in 2015. And uh, he had DIPG also. But a few days before he passed away, he said, he called his dad in like 3 a.m. And, and was angry at his father because his classmate in Fresno passed away two months before, but they never told him because they didn't want him to lose his spirit. He did not know you guys, and he called his dad in angry because Isabel showed in, showed up with Jesus in the room telling him, it's going to be okay, you're coming to heaven too, with a bunch of other kids in the room. Um, All right, yeah, I don't want to hear any more of that story. Either. <laughs> kids bring you closer to you. Kids going through something like this bring you closer to your faith, bring you closer to God, and I believe that's God's why? That's God's why in this, because they bring communities together. Charlie brought thousands of people together, you know, and it kind of stops you when you cut someone off in traffic or someone flips you off or you're, you're cutting people off to get your Starbucks or all these little things in life that really don't matter on the big picture of things. Don't let anything, these kids remind you, don't let anything get in the way of you being able and capable of being kind, mm. if not for God, for yourself and each other. Love it. Um, is there a, I know we talked about this earlier, but you know, one, but what's one of your more memorable moments? Yeah. That you want to share? And I know you could share. Oh my gosh. Yeah. 10,400 kids. So there's 10,400 moments. I'm with you. <laughs> yeah. Um, Man, it's hard. It's hard to share a, a favorite moment. Like, you know, there's some of my favorite moments, real quick, are um, like Zamora Moon, the little girl who had DIPG. She, when she would just smile, she didn't smile for anyone else, but, you know, at the end and smiled for me because I would do fart jokes or something like that. <laughs> it's like, here's this little girl who's like, you know, just like, she's not going to make it. She knows it. And I do a fart joke and she laughs. Like, that's. That's cool, but like I think one of my favorite moments is also a moment that I would like to share is a moment that haunts me too, and it's when I held my buddy Daryl. Um, and I hate to don't I don't want anyone to take that the wrong way. Like how could that be your favorite moment? But it's a special thing once you can get past the depression and the the ugliness of what we know death as as humans. It's so beautiful that he wanted me when he was surrounded like by forty people in his family. He wanted me to coach him through death and speak the word of God and breathe that into him. Wow. And, uh, you know, as much as I miss my brother and uh, I know he's with me right now. And that's why I'm strong as I am today. Um, and that's my favorite moment is knowing that he felt comfort uh, 
with my face being the last thing that he saw on this earth in his life, that made me, that made me really proud to, to be called upon by God and him. Yeah. What do you, um, what do you think we can learn from Spider-Man or what have you learned from Spider-Man? I think the biggest thing we can learn, listen, we live in a crazy world. Yeah, I'm right? not wearing spandex. So. Yeah, that, that would make the world crazier. I learned that. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Well, it would. No, yeah, it just, would. Like, backstage is going to be like, really? No, no but in, the, in this crazy world, look, you got politics. You got everyone who like, you know, different religions, different, um, even within religions, you got people who like, have their own view and radicalism and all that, all this stuff, right? And racism and all, all these things. What I've noticed is I've walked in the room of everything that you could ever imagine as far as like what makes us different based on what we believe, uh, what skin we, we are, our, our cultural conditioning, where you're from. I've walked into every single possible scenario. Sure. And not one is different in the way that they just need love. That they just need God's love. And that is why God camouflaged me, I believe. Yeah. And he gave me this gift, and I'm so blessed to have it, yeah. to do this and to see that. You're to live it out in a real tangible yeah. way without even words. Yeah. And, and, just and, fart noises. And fart noises. Yeah. And tragedies, you know, the thing is, is, you know, you guys know, tragedies bring us closer. And that's just the way we, that's our flaw as humans. We wait for something bad to happen. Before we're like, man, I really do love you, you know? Yeah. But it's like, we, you know, these kids remind me every day. And why I'm sharing the stories is because I want to remind you. Uh, and God wants to use, use us to be kind to each other and just give each other love. And these are invisible lines that we drew up, yeah. you know? And so I think that's very powerful. Um, yeah. So I just think it's so powerful. So is, this organization is called Heart of a Hero. Yeah. And I just really think that's beautiful because in meeting you and talking with you, and, and by the way, over this last year and this journey, we had the privilege of watching and hearing your testimonies. You were baptized, and your wife then got baptized here. Yep. And uh, Dusty was here for that. Um, but that the heart of the hero that you really exemplify that God is really the hero in this thing, and uh, you're just guiding people through it by showing up and um, just being there, by being kind yeah. and giving someone just a little bit of your strength and not reminding them of the weakness. So, so one real cool thing specific about your wife is that you have a partner now yeah. uh, in crime, per se, but not she, crime. Well, she, no, not crime, guys. Let's yeah. just... Larry? It was, yeah. It was no, but uh, she... Uh, so we got together, we, we dated, and we got married really fast, and everyone's like, it's a mistake. And I'm like, listen, <laughs> it's love. And, and so it really was, though. And so we ended up getting married because we felt like it was... It, there's no... Time is a, con, is a constraint of the mind, you know? And so God doesn't really, I think, know time. So here we are. We got married, and then one day we're in the hospital, and she whispers in my ear, I want to dress up, too. And I was like, leave it at that. Not right now. <laughs> All right, I'm in. So, so in the comic books, uh, there's another character named Spider Spider Gwen. Spider Gwen, and we're actually getting. There's a movie coming out here December January. Yeah. And so she gets to come in now, and a lot of kids be like, "Who are you?" And you get to mm-hmm. now share this new yeah. thing and share um, this gift that you guys really get to do this together. So I want to actually bring her out if you want yeah. to have Spider Gwen come out. 
Do you have one of the cool things too? Like, wow. Yes. Yeah, so, okay. <laughs> I mean, how, how much of a blessing is it to just, first of all, find love after like I was going through all this depression sure. and, and, you know, going, having the suicidal thoughts, but to find someone that believes in my mission enough to like do it with me? Like, are you serious? I love it. Yeah. And we even got two puppies now. It's like, yeah. children. That's we got great. a van. We bought a van. <laughs> I love it. Those are cool stories too. There's so many cool stories you follow how God just provided for reals. <laughs> And even God helped, God provided this van and some other stuff so they can continue to do these things. But they're going to be out uh, in the lobby. So if you want to get your picture with them or just uh, say a word with them. Um, and um, I want to let you guys have that opportunity. You guys get your kids to go out there. But I want to thank you guys right now because you guys are going to go out there. So thank you so much. Thanks, Thanks Bill. Yeah. So um, I'm going to ask you to stand up, actually. <laughs> I let it be itself. Um, man, I'm so glad you're here. This is so cool. Well, I love that. Um, we just got to even hear a story how God's done some transformative work um, just in this place. Like, it's literally, you know, the whole thing, pursuing God, um, building community, unleashing compassion. We get to watch how when we take steps, how those things actually transform homes, they transform communities, and even the world when you allow God to work through and with you and to see how God has worked in through many of you. There's some of you that might be even in here today and God's trying to do a work in you today. And he's saying, just take a step. Just like what he was saying. He's just taking a step into this place and just see what God would do with that. So I invite you, if you're here today and maybe you're feeling dead or broken um, or just lost, um, that you would start to understand that there's nothing so dead that God can't resurrect it in your life, that there's nothing so broken that he can't begin to mend, and there's nothing so lost that he can't find it. Um, and especially in this season, if you find yourself floating away out on an island, um, don't. We're here um, in whatever you're going through. And be a Dustin. Go find that person that you've seen float away and show up in your Uggs. Bring a donut, though, because that's a really kind thing to do. <laughs> <laughs> for reals, because you're loved, and there's so many people out there that just need to be loved, and know it's okay to not be okay, but there's a safe place, and God does transformative work. So that's you. We have people up front that would love to pray with you, that would love to just give you some next steps and some guidance. I would love to get connected with you. Um, if this is one of your first times with us, um, there won't be spandex next week. Don't worry. <laughs> um, but we do have a new friends area we'd love for you to get connected with. Give us a couple times, get to know us. You can take your uh, prayer requests. And even if you're praying for somebody else needs to hear this stuff, you can send it to them online. Your um, dollar club, all that stuff can go in the box in the back of this room. I would love to send you off with a blessing. Um, somebody said we should do like the Spider-Man pose. We're not going to do it. Uh, <laughs> really, this posture is to say, hey, God, I give up. And then, hey, God, I'll, I'm going to receive because you're generous. So may you be blessed. Um, by loaning some of your strength to someone who needs it this week and not um, help them remember their weakness. Don't remind them, but just to love them and let them be strong where they're weak and let God do that through you. Be blessed with that opportunity this week, friends. I will see you next week.